Blog Talk Radio.
and I'm going to minister a little bit because the Lord told me to come on tonight and pray for those of you who have lost a loved one, but you've never really got the opportunity to grieve, not properly like you needed to. You lost a loved one, but you never got the opportunity to properly grieve. I'm going to prove to you tonight that Jesus understands this type of pain. He understands everything that you need is in Jesus. People may not understand you, but everything that you need is in Jesus. So get in the Word. Get in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go get one. As a matter of fact, download the YouVersion app. The YouVersion app. That's really good with all the translations. Let me get into what the Lord put on my spirit for tonight. Again, thank you, Providence Pay. I'm going to use for a foundation in prayer, Matthew 14. This is when Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded. He was murdered. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew. He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him. Hearing of this, the crowds the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. And so he never really got the opportunity to grieve. As I said, you can see in tonight's text that he never really got to got to grieve. He heard the news about his cousin. He withdrew private, privately by boat. But when he landed to the place that was supposed to be a solitary place, here was all these people needing something from him. So he never got the proper the proper opportunity, the opportunity he needed to grieve. Okay, let me break. There was Matthew 14. Read verses 1 through 14 in your spare time, NIV. Notice how in the text, the first thing Jesus did upon hearing about the death of his cousin was he withdrew. That's a, that's a reaction many of us have had. When we hear of a loved one passing, we withdraw. He withdrew. He wanted to be alone to mentally process what he had just heard, mentally process what he was feeling. So he withdrew by both privately, which again indicates that he wanted to be alone in that moment. Because remember, Jesus was both God and man when he walked this earth. So he had feelings. The Bible says he was a man acquainted with grief. That sounds like a man with feelings to me. He had feelings according to Isaiah 53 and 3 from the New King James. But here's the thing. No one ever thinks to check on those of us who are strong. Here's the thing. Nobody really thinks to check on us, those of us who are strong. Jesus was strong, but he could have used a hug in that moment. Jesus was strong. Don't get me wrong. After all, we are talking about Jesus. He was strong, but he could have used a hug in that moment. How I wish I could have been there in that moment to hug Jesus. Now, that may sound crazy to some of you, but how I wish I could have been there in the moment, in that moment with Jesus to hug him, to console him in his grief. 
Instead, there was a crowd there when he landed, waiting to receive from him. They needed him, but not one of them stopped to think, even for a second, if Jesus could have needed something from them as well. People don't think like that. People just automatically automatically think because you are given because you're the given type. People just automatically think because you are the given type, the nurturing type that you don't need to be given to, that you don't need to be checked on. I know somebody can relate tonight. I can relate. Just because you're the given type, the nurturing type, just because you're strong, they don't think that you need to be checked on, that you need to be given to. That you need to be hugged sometimes. And just like many of us, Jesus ended up pushing what he was feeling feeling aside. He ended up pushing what he was feeling aside to be there for everyone else. He pushed what he was feeling aside to be there for everyone else, to do his assignment while hurting himself in silence. Beloved, Jesus understands all too well what it feels like to have so much pressure on you trying to be there for everyone else to the point that you neglect your own needs. Because Jesus needed to grieve. He really did. But he neglected his own needs to be there for the people. He had compassion on them. So he neglected his own needs to be there for them. Again, how I wish I could have hugged him in that moment, just being there with him in that moment, and back the crowd off for a few minutes. Enough to allow him to feel, to process, to breathe in the midst of the tragic news he had just heard. Now, I'm going to bring all this together because the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation. Then I heard Jesus say, via his Holy Spirit, if you want to hug me, embrace my body. I mean, I heard it just as clear. If you want to hug me, embrace my body. And I was like, embrace your body? Mm. If this was prolific fire, I would say, you know, I like to make you think. I'm going to say it tonight. You know, I like to make you think. Even though this is faith on the line, you know, if you know anything about property station, you know, I like to make you think. Embrace your body. Think about it. When you hug somebody, you are literally embracing that person's body. When you hug somebody, you are literally embracing that person's body. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. But how do you embrace the body of Jesus? But how do you embrace the body of Jesus? Then I remembered the words Jesus said at the Last Supper. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body. You got it? Embrace my body. This is my body. Therefore, we embrace the body of Jesus. We hug him during our times of communion. Therefore, we embrace the body of Jesus. We hug him during our times of communion. I promise you, I'm never going to take communion the same again. I'm going to think about this revelation every time I take communion, that I'm hugging Jesus in my times of communion with him. Now, I want you to put the phone on speaker as I pray and go and grab your communion elements if you haven't done so already. I tried to make it known across social media that we were going to take communion, but just in case, you're just finding out. Now it's your time to get your communion get your communion element together. Get it together. Your bread, your crackers, your juice, your water, whatever you got. It's just 
get what you got. Grab what you got. I'm going to pray. And by the time I finish praying, you should have your elements in your hand, and we're going to take communion. Father God, I thank you on tonight, God. I thank you for every person that's listening on tonight, Lord God. You know why they're grieving, God. You know the loss that they have suffered, God. And I ask you, Lord God, that you hug them on tonight, God, that you console them and you embrace them, God, that you give them, God, give them minutes, God, give them hours, God, even, where they, where they can let their true feelings out, God, where they can grieve. Grieving may look like sadness to some and it may look like madness to others. However, they're truly feeling on the inside, Lord, suffering this, suffering the loss that they have suffered, Lord God. I ask you to give them the space that they need, God, to let it out, to let it go. Some are hurting over so many things. They lost a loved one. Somebody's lost a marriage. Somebody's lost a child. Whatever they're grieving over tonight, God, I ask that you give them the space and the opportunity, Lord God, to feel it, to process it, and to deal with it, God. Wrap your arms around them via the Holy Spirit and let them feel that they are not alone. I did my best on tonight to remind them, to show them that Jesus knows exactly how they were feeling because he went through grief, feeling the loss of John the Baptist. I can even take it a step further. When he was on the cross and he had to let go of his mother, no, his mother didn't die. Like many of us, our our mothers have passed on. But here's the thing. He died, and so he had to let her go, knowing that he wouldn't be there for her because he was the one that was dying. So there was still a loss there that he had to feel. He had to let her go. And I know it wasn't easy to let her go and tell another disciple, this is now your mother, and to tell your mother, this is now your son. But he had to separate himself from those feelings. And many times we go through so much, we separate ourselves from the feelings, God, that you want us to feel. And I ask you tonight, God, to just let us feel however we're feeling, Lord God. And I know that you're not going to judge us in that space and in that time. You're going to just let us feel. And I thank you on tonight for however we're feeling. I thank you on tonight that there's healing in your arms. There's healing in communion. There's healing on tonight, God. Healing is going to take place in communion on tonight, God, as we remember that we are hugging Jesus, that we are embracing Jesus. Not only are we remembering the sacrifice that he made for us on the cross with his body, with his blood, but we are embracing him. We are we are hugging him. We are holding on to him because truly he is our strength. If we are going to get through these days that we are going through, this season that we are going through where things are happening over here and over there, we are going to have to embrace him. We are going to have to hold on to him. And I thank you for this revelation on tonight, teaching us how to hug him, how to hold on to him. Not only is Jesus our Savior, but he is our sacrifice. And sometimes we need to remember that and to go back and read the scriptures again see it from a new light and remember how much he has truly sacrificed for us, not just physically, but mentally. Our Savior has sacrificed and help us to remember that and help us to take communion and be mindful of every sacrifice that he went through, everything he went through. When he needed a hug, he couldn't get a hug because he got to go over there and heal this person and that person, knowing full well that he got hurt in him that needs to be healed. But he had to push that aside. Just like many of us have to do. We got 
other people depending on us, so we got to push that aside. Tonight, beloved, everybody under the sound of my voice, God says that you don't have to push it aside. You can let it out. You're free to let it out. Who, who the Son sets free is free indeed, so let it out. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory and we give you praise for teaching us to let it out, teaching us that it's okay to let it out. Because some of us truly believe that we ain't got time to grieve. We ain't got time to feel. That's a lie. You are human. There's nothing wrong with it. I preached a message a couple years ago. It's okay to not be okay. It truly is. It's okay. Let it out. Grieve. Feel however you need to feel. As I said, for some, grieving is going to look like sadness. It's going to look like madness to somebody else. Because some of y'all, you're sad. Others of you, you're mad. Just let it out. Whatever you feel, just let it out tonight. Receive, receive, receive. At this time, you should have your communion elements. You should have your communion elements. I want you to take your cracker. Uh, your piece of bread, whatever whatever you have, take it in your hand. And I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 11, verses 24 and 25 from the New King James Version, so beginning with verse 24. And when he had given thanks, thank you, thank you, Father, for sending your son to do what he did for us on the cross, not just physically, but mentally. We thank you on tonight. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body. I dare you every time you hear the words, this is my body, to remember that is how you embrace Jesus' body. That is how you hug him. That is how you console him. Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Everybody take and eat. Okay. In the same manner, verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup. And after supper, saying, everybody grab your cup. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. We embrace your body, Jesus. We hug you. We take our we take ourselves back to that moment. In our minds, we go back to that moment when you needed someone to hug you. We take ourselves back to that moment in our minds, and we hug you, and we console you. We embrace your body through communion. We love you, and we honor you tonight. In your precious name, to God be the glory. Looking at the phone lines, there looks like there's no prayer request on tonight. 
But I would like to thank everybody for taking the time to join us tonight on Faith on the Line. I pray that you were blessed. I pray that the prayer blessed you, that the revelation that came forth blessed you, that you were encouraged, strengthened to go on because Jesus understands. You're grieving, but Jesus has been there too. He knows exactly how you feel. Remember that and go back and read Matthew 14 verses 1 through 14 in your private time. He may give you an even more more of a revelation. He may give you even more. So go back and read it. That is just what he gave me. He may give you something different, something more. He knows exactly what you need. So go back and read it. Reread it, especially if you're grieving. You need to read it. You need to read how he had to give up his mother. You need to read how he how he heard about the death of his cousin, but then he couldn't even grieve because when he landed where he was going, here all these people are, and they wanted him to, to heal them. And Jesus being Jesus, he had compassion on them, but he didn't have time to grieve because he had to do his assignment. He had to take care of the other people. And that's exactly how many of you feel. You got to take care of this person and that person, your husband, your wife, your children, your mother, your uncle, your grandfather. You got so many people, your coworkers uh, depending on you for this, your boss expecting you to show up at work with, with what they told you to get done and to get everything that they hiring you for to get get that done. You just got so many things that you have to deal with. Jesus understands. Remember, you serve a God that understands. He understands. The Bible says you have a you have a high priest. We have a high priest that sympathizes with us, with our weaknesses. He knows. He understands what it feels like to be human because he was both God and man when he walked this earth. So you need to remember that. Remember that. Get into the Word. Take communion with a new revelation. In your mind, that you're embracing him, that you're hugging him, that you're consoling him, and that he understands you're going through in this season. And and always remember the sacrifice of the cross, but don't just let it stop there. He sacrificed so much, so much, and, and much of it we fail to, to realize it until a night like tonight. I give God glory for tonight. Once again, I pray that you were blessed. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.